0: juicy <laughs> gosh all right one One. <laughs> one two three <laughs> when you go into the shimmer you don't come out alive or at least don't come out in one piece it's annihilation
1: mafia wake up wake up wake up You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Or you know, you might come out but with some different parts. Right. (laughs) Like a worm in your belly. Mm. Oh, quite, that scene, the scene. Dude. quite the scene! Quite the scene. Welcome back
0: to the Monsters versus Men podcast of the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting airwaves. Where two friends try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly monster movies. This week, as we try to stay alive, we are discussing Annihilation. With me is my friend, hopefully without a stomach worm, Alex.
1: Oh. Joined by my friend, uh, who is either the same person I remember or not, but maybe Mm. a duplicate. I'm not Mm. sure. Eric. Mm. This is
0: the question. This is the question. (laughs) Have I changed from last week to this week, Alex? I don't know. know. And neither do you. Podcasting time is a little (laughs) weird.
1: (laughs) As we found out the last couple weeks. Yeah, it has been a little strange. Our schedules have been off. It's all been because you've been swapped. Uh, well,
0: <laughs> let's go ahead and jump in uh, before
1: oh, I change my personality some more, Alex. Oh, okay. Maybe it'll be fun one for a change.
0: <laughs> Our 21st century <laughs> monster movie miniseries continues with Alex Garland's Annihilation. Based on the novel by Jeff Vandermeer, Annihilation plays on the premise of an otherworldly zone with mysterious properties. The zone, known as The Shimmer, contains monsters that mirror reality, but feel slightly off. Does the movie, Alex, mirror any other movie for you? Or does this movie feel slightly off?
1: Yeah. I, I think... I kinda like making a fart sound when I said, I think <laughs> there. That was strange. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I, I think the movie it, it does remind me of a particular film. Um, and that would be Event Horizon. Not a movie I find to be particularly great. Uh, a lot of people hype that one up quite a bit. But it, I mean, when I saw the worm scene in particular, I was reminded of probably a standout, horrifying scene and event horizon, um, where it's it's a generally a movie about people going into a black hole, and everyone kind of loses the plot, um, and not dissimilar to what we see here, where. The world that they enter is, it starts slightly off and then becomes very off. And I have to say, while I'm watching this movie, unlike the films of a director like Jordan Peele, who gets so much credit despite pumping out what I found to be mediocre films. We just got another one star review, Alex. It's all right, though. It's okay. It's okay then maybe they'll give me a, a, a three-star review when I say that I think that Alex Garland is actually a visionary. His films are so different. I think they have just very heady themes that I think are unique and very special uh, in a lot of ways. And I just I just find everything in this film to be remarkably interesting. And often... There are elements in the film that I think that a lot of people would be able to debate. Now I know that Nope in particular has some elements that are debatable. Uh, I, I won't disagree with that, but I find that his films are remarkably creative. This one in particular, even when I see when I see the tones of this film and his just work um, as a whole, again. I, I've mentioned this once before to you, Eric. I do recommend his TV show, Devs. It is absolutely phenomenal. But what, when I see the tones of his films, they stand out. They're very different. They're a little quirky, a little oppressive, <laughs> sometimes filled with hope, sometimes with despair. But they're always analyzing the human element, which I think is very interesting and impressive. Even if for this film in particular, I do believe it is actually far from perfect.
0: Well, I'm not with you on the Jordan Peele comments, Alex, but I'm definitely with you on Alex Garland. Though no, I have yet to see men. I haven't seen that yet. And, and I am interested and I'm interested in yeah. Devs too. What's that on? I need to watch that. Dev's was on FX, so it's on Hulu. Ooh, nice, nice. I, so I could probably, I could actually probably check that out. That'd be great. Cool. No, I like that. Um, yeah, I thought Ex Machina was a brilliant sci-fi flick as well, yeah. but I think I Annihilation is my favorite of those two because of the themes and its implications, and I just really enjoy the setting here as well. I, I and. Event Horizon. I need to see that. I don't. I haven't seen that one all the way through, Alex. Um, but what this film reminds me of is actually Andre Tarkovsky's classic Stalker. Um, in Stalker, there's a very similar zone, like the Shimmer, and it's called the Zone. Um, that supposedly can grant you all that you desire. It, it's a slow burn, Alex. But if you have the patience, it leaves an impact and can make your jaw drop when you when contemplating reality as you scratch your head, right? Similarly, Annihilation's power is in its mystery. Right from the beginning, it sets up a framing narrative that makes you want to find out more. It has that element that I know you enjoy, Alex, where the film gradually unfolds its secrets in a satisfying way. It doesn't spill them out all at once or even really have a twist. If you pay attention at the beginning, you know that everybody dies but it makes you want to find right. out how it all
1: unfolds. Yeah. And, and and you do, you're, you are invested in how it all goes down. You're right. Like it's even interesting. It makes it even more interesting. It's not like just everybody dies. Like she doesn't know what happened to two people. And then knows that two died. And so I think that that's a really interesting way to set up what happens because at the end of the day, you kind of know what happened to the two she didn't know, but <laughs> I mean, she really did not technically have any idea what really happened to them. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of that stuff's really interesting, but you know, I did mention Eric that, that the film I had a few problems with it, even though I do think it is very interesting. So before I get to the good, I do want to hit on a couple of the, of the, The poor, I guess. And what my problems are with the film. I think overall, the movie might actually be a little bit long. It does feel like a journey into another world. Uh, I think it does that part expertly. But the journey at times feels like some of the weaker parts of something like Lord of the Rings. I'm not saying Lord of the Rings is bad. I'm just saying the weaker part of Lord of the Rings. And that's just a lot of navigating the environment in kind of an uninteresting way. Now, there's not that sense of adventure, like a rah-rah adventure in Lord of the Rings, which I think carries a lot of those moments. Um, Here, it's just kind of us waiting for something to happen, because the the environment is so haunting in a lot of ways. But even though it is, it's not quite interesting or tense a lot of the time you know, I think it actually slows down our middle third here a bit too much for me to give it a pass. Like I actually did do the thing that usually kills a film for me and look to see how much was left. And when I did that, there was still about an hour left in the film. That being said, though, I think the film, when it wants to hit its moments with the environment and the world, it really hits those moments. It makes you like, go what the heck is going on and i will talk about those later yeah. um but when it, when, it, when the when the time is there the film hits it really well my other issue is that i don't really like any of the characters i mean i i do kind of like kane but that might be more of a feeling of sympathy than liking like i feel bad for the dude it it was cheaper for him to go on an alien suicide mission than file for divorce. Like, <laughs> I feel yeah, for him. Yeah. But, but back to the characters, though, unlike something like Train to Busan, where I really care when the characters die, in this, I'm kind of like, uh, oh, well, some of you I'm actually happy to see go. Um. So I, there's not that kind of connection mm. that I feel like, i I had in a film like that and i think that that is something that's kind of missing here even if it's not quite they're not the main characters of the story do you Uh, share any of these complaints
0: you know the thing is alex is you know from the beginning of the film they're gonna die (laughs) so with train it's a surprise right so it had more of an impact this movie is less, much less about those side characters than a movie like Train to Busan, right? This movie is really focused on one character, and that's it. And that character is Lena. In a sense, in the fact that it's more focused on one character, it's more like World War Z than Train to Busan, right? Mm-hmm. But to focus on yep. that character and a little bit, about the film i i want to transition a bit so Mm -hmm. will you indulge me alex can can i do that annoying thing where i spill my fan theory that pigeonholes interpretation of this film (laughs) alex is that okay
1: (laughs) it's been a while i'm excited yeah
0: so i mean what this movie is is it's all about a woman coming to grips with the multiple sides of herself um Mm. this zone the shimmer where she literally looks into the abyss of her existence and comes face-to-face with her true self, it's just a heightened version of an an affair. The only alien thing here is herself, her other self that she tucks away and refuses to face. That grief that she feels isn't that she's lost her husband. It's part of it. The grief that she feels is that she's lost herself and sees
1: no return. Mm, yeah. Now, what what, is, what Sage coughing? Does that mean she disagrees with you?
0: Yeah, uh, she agrees. She just won't stop.
1: <laughs> um. So I, I think that's really interesting, Eric. I, I didn't interpret it that way. Now I do see why how you could, and I don't disagree because that kind <clears> of <throat> that does put some of the multiple flashbacks to the affair. Um into some sort of perspective for me. And it, that, combined with what I'm about to talk about a little bit, is kind of what makes this film, for me, pretty exceptional. And just Alex Garland's work in particular. Now, again, I haven't seen Men, but I have, I'm pretty familiar with a lot of his other stuff. And I'm going to finish on a more positive space, because, again, I do like the film. And despite the lack of the characters in here, the film does like I said a little bit earlier, understand human motivators. I buy the motivation of the characters that that are all involved here. Yes, they're all broken people, but I could see why Kane would do what he did and why Lena is doing it and why all of these characters, even though I, I don't think all of them are fleshed out, why they're on the journey that they are, which is key because without me buying this, I really wouldn't have much of an investment in the story except for the world that's created. And I will say, I can't dismiss the world because, boy, the world that's created here is awesome. It's, it, it's creepy, it's haunting, it's almost unexplainable. Uh, and it really builds off the moments, the opening moments with Lena during her teaching that she has about cancer and the way that it's a corrupting everything around it. This is what I think the film is maybe even more so, uh, uh, or not more so about it. This is my interpretation of the film and what it's really about. And that it's it's, it's taking that cancer and its way of corruption and how it just, you know, just the way cancer works is it's cells corrupting other cells until it takes over. And that's the entirety of The Shimmer and all of those who enter it. And what it does, it just corrupts everything. You know, the haunting people like shrubs with maybe some sort of human genetic element, mutated bears and alligators that upon touching something different automatically corrupt even the memory of the individual that is killed or touched. and There's some crazy stuff and really crazy imagery. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't even die in peace in this place. You know, that, that one guy that had the worms in his stomach, we saw what became of him in that pool, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's exploded almost into this big, colorful, beautiful, disgusting skeleton. Very last of us. Very last of us, right? And it's very... It's weird. It, it's just like complete corruption of this corpse. Mm-hmm. And we see that even in the ending of this film where uh, both Cain and Lena's eyes glow, right? So even though they have both escaped now, if this is the alternate Kane, mm-hmm. but alien Kane, I guess we'll call him. Even though they have both escaped this cancer, right? They've they've been cured of it, essentially. It still lives with them. You still see it in their eyes and the experience of what has happened, even to the alien version of Kane, it's going to haunt them because they're not the same people anymore. And so that's yeah. what I think it is. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, honestly, but, and I think um, I don't think your interpretation uh, really goes against my interpretation of the film, right? I think like they're, they're part of the same in a sense, Right. Um, but yours is more of the biological aspect of this which is that that cancer
1: and yours is the psychological
0: more so yeah more so like the biological aspect of it is cancer disintegrates right the shimmer in some interesting way duplicates and integrates so eric I, I, why am I calling you Eric? I'm talking to myself. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I am duplicating myself right now, Alex. I have entered into That's the amazing. shimmer. <laughs> but as I would argue, Alex, both of these characters are, are not the same, but both have been integrated in some way at the end of the this film. So oh, here I go again, right? Talking about these things. This movie is called Annihilation. So in my opinion, it's about the annihilation of the self, the disintegration of the identity that we hold so closely to our chest, whether that is the uh, soldier, whether that is the uh, stand-up professor, whether that is the loyal husband or wife. But on a more metaphorical or symbolic level, by going face-to-face into the conflict instead of avoiding it, and by fighting what feels like a demon within themselves, these characters, they actually integrate that part of themselves that was hard to face into who they are now. By the end of the film, they are a more truthful and authentic version of themselves than they were in the in, even though that moment's ominous at the end, right? There's something Mm. ominous there. They're a more truthful and authentic version of themselves there than when they embrace after Kane returns home, right? Uh, Mm. Where despite this reunion, it feels completely off, right? Like there's something completely wrong with this reunion of characters that we never thought would see each other again. So, this whole thing, it's, it's multi-layered, right? Uh, and I think, it's, I think it's fun to contemplate and think about. This is one of those movies that you can have those conversations about, uh, similar to something like Nope, Alex. Um, it, it's something that uh-huh. is fun to, to chat about and, and think about theories for it, for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Eric. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about Envy and Plus. Let's do it, NBN Plus today.
0: <laughs> what do we talk about? We talk about Squid Game, uh, because was yeah, we're
1: we're which we're really kind of like we're really timely on. We're really with the time. <laughs> hey, but we did talk about Guardians of the Galaxy very briefly, we spoiler do. free. Hey, honestly,
0: we do. Yep, talk about Guardians of Galaxy three briefly, and the state of Marvel, and maybe some like what the heck is Marvel going to do with some of the controversies that have been surrounding <laughs> Marvel get a little bit into that um, for those of you that are anime fans talk a little my hero academia and, and geek out a little bit about that uh it's it's a good conversation one where really just again two friends catching up that's over at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod become a bargain based my at, at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod let's get into our awards though Alex compelling character who'd you have how to give it to Kane.
1: Mm-hmm. He's the only character I feel bad for, at the very least. (laughs) So, I'm going to give it to him, and maybe even his alternate version as well. But, no, actually, no, I'm just going to give it to Real Kane. Because Real Kane was going through some stuff because of the horrible Lino. Okay? (laughs) My boy was done dirty. Okay? And so, he decides to probably do a very human thing, and go... Probably neglect the thing that might need attention, or just get away from his problems, and goes and does something else. Now, in this case, it's a little horrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because of the nature of his work, like it's weird. He's not part of the army. It sounds like he's more of like a private military contractor or something mm-hmm. because they're picked mm-hmm. for jobs. Mm-hmm. So the nature of his work is real, very interesting too. And I, I kind of want to know what what his history is because. It does not seem to be proper military base, no. right? It's and very He signs up for See? this, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's voluntary, and
0: I, I just have a feeling he didn't have to go in the day
1: that he goes in, right? Uh, early, right. so right. Yeah, he he, yeah. he he just did not want to be around Lena, mm-hmm. is what it really I think came down to. Yeah
0: well my compelling character is Lena who is uh, what I would say is the central character of this film to time and hussy <laughs> yes <laughs> but <laughs> but that is there's obviously more to this relationship here than, than we get on screen right um and, and that's what makes it honestly, it doesn't work without that out Natalie Portman. you know, I was thinking about the comparison I made to World War Z and Brad Pitt's character Jerry/ slash Gary in that film. Mm. And I don't <laughs> think this movie works without a strong, incredibly strong performance from Natalie Portman as Lena, mm. because the grief that she expresses in retrospect like in the moment you see the grief as grief for the husband. Right. But in retrospect, there's a lot, there are a lot more layers to that grief that you can kind of start to see only after, you know, more of the story. Like that's mm-hmm. incredibly powerful in the performance. Like like how you portray that, um, really nuanced layering is really impressive. But that's what we get with Lena as a character is we get these different layers of her that um, start to unfold as the story unfolds. So she's definitely a compelling character to me. I've got to go with Lena.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and you make a really good point about how re- further reflection mm-hmm. makes the earlier interactions, even between her and alternate Kane, Yeah, probably not dissimilar to how things really were because like, you know, they're sitting at the table and he's not talking and she's like somewhat trying to engage. I mean, she is Mm -hmm. trying to engage, but you know, that's probably how conversations were going, you know, once he found out as well. Mm -hmm. So it, it it really interesting how it ends up tying back to how things probably were anyway. Yes. Yes. Um, my most memorable line, Alex, to get into our next award
0: comes from Cain. Um, <laughs> and this is this is a reflection th- that he has where, again, it kind of goes to this theme that I'm talking about where he says, I thought I was a man. I had a life. People called me Cain. Mm. And now I'm not so sure. If I wasn't Cain, what was I? Was I you? Were you me? Hmm. It all goes. It all goes into this uh, relationship between these two, right? And this identity that they are almost scared to face, <laughs> um, the dark side of themselves, if you will, um, that you're not allowing the other person to completely see either. Um, so, yes, like in a sense, they were that interconnected uh, entity. Uh, which is again just another layer to this puzzle.
1: Mm, yeah. What about you? Uh-huh. Yeah. That moment's like so horrifying. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, mine. Mine's another horrifying moment, but for different reasons. Help me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that bear talking, dude. So creepy. I loved it. Yeah, very so cool. good. Yeah. And without that bear, we wouldn't have had been able to do this episode. Most yeah,
0: I know. Seriously. I know. <laughs> we talked last week about Reign of Fire being a monster movie. This movie is questionable, too.
1: Right? Yeah. Of- well, no. I mean, Lena's the monster in here, right? <laughs> <laughs> what about Can't Believe the Acting Award, Alex? <laughs> uh, I gotta give it to Natalie Portman as Lena. Uh, I think she does a great job like you said, like, this is kind of like the Brad Pitt, Jerry. I, I, I don't think it's to that level, but because uh, I, I could see another. I can too, but yeah. I can see a lot of other actresses doing this role uh, just as well. Um, but uh, Natalie Portman does a wonderful job just conveying all the emotions and the, the distraught nature of her character because her, her character is beaten down, especially in the, the interview scenes, mm, right? Mm-hmm. She's pretty worn down. And then her interactions between her and Kane are really good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'll give her the props. I think she was the one that I think, I mean, she was on screen the most. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a default a little bit, but like I said, I didn't love the other characters um other than Kane or care about other characters other than Kane. So I was gonna I'm gonna give it to Natalie Portman. What about you? Uh, no, Natalie Portman I think is great.
0: Uh as I already made the case for <laughs> she would have been my pick oh. for sure. But I'll go with Jennifer Jason Lee as uh the psychologist um Dr. V what's what was her name again? Oh yeah.
1: Um um uh Van, Van- ventress yeah, I'm looking or, or something up. like okay. that ventress ventress yeah, yeah. which is a stra- almost a strange name it is uh but it for a up. movie like this like that's like a further sci-fi movie name yeah dr ventress. ventress yeah yeah uh but
0: she's i actually think she's a compelling character too i know some of the other characters are a little bit more surface level but she's got a little bit of substance to her and a little bit of a mystery to her as well um she's kind of that person in charge that isn't giving you everything. Uh, But you just always want to know like what's right there beneath the surface. I've seen Jennifer Jason Lee play some other roles and nothing is quite like this role that she gives us here. um, That makes you want to know more. It's not over the top. It's a very subtle performance. Her character actually doesn't change. And, and like her performance doesn't have to change too much, even in the dramatic moments in the film, because her character has a very set mission and a very set goal, even though we're not clear what that may be at all times. So I've got to give it to, to her performance.
1: Mm, yeah. And also, you know, a little shout out to Gina Rodriguez is Anya yeah. uh, Thornton. She gets her jaw ripped off, but also and seriously. <laughs> Um, her, This is a very different character mm-hmm. for her than I've seen anything else. I thought she did a pretty good she, job. She
0: it. had to. I mean, she, she had the m- bigger change, right? Um, from like the fun, mm-hmm. uh, fun-loving effort to the psych, kind of the psychotic uh, uh, right. I'm going to break this team up sort of vibe. Honestly, all the performances here are good. I don't think we I, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you a little bit on the characters like I don't think it, the movie is not about those side characters but those performances are all strong um, and, and so yeah. I, I have nothing to complain about there what about your oh that's a good shot award
1: I was gonna say something like Natalie Portman on the beach originally but when I was talking it, it's a great shot like yeah, with the fire in the background it's a pretty good shot
0: that's it's an amazing shot yeah. There's there's a couple of shots right there that
1: just look. Yeah, awesome. there's there's like, wow. it's it's really cool looking. As the lighthouse burns behind her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's good. But I elected to not pick those awesome shots to pick a more horrifying one and it's really it's the it goes okay. back to the exploded body. Um that the corpse that mm. is sprawling on the mm-hmm. wall. I mean, that's the moment where they show something And, like, we've already seen the video at that point, I believe. And, yeah, no, we definitely have. But that's the moment where you see that and you're like, what is going on? Like, I don't know. Like, like, like you could see a worm infecting somebody, right? And, like, doing what it did in the video. But when you see that, it's this moment. It's, like, so colorful, too right with all those like bright blues and yellows like it's really like a like a pretty image it's just when you drill down into it, it you see all the horrifying elements in it and i think it's just it's so otherworldly because it doesn't even really make sense when you think about what is going on there and that's really the illustration of like things here are much worse than even that video Showed right, but right, no, it's about cool. You? very cool. Uh, so mine
0: is that scene the table scene, <laughs> um, between Lena and Kane. Uh, they're, they're holding hands, oh, yeah, the glass, and there's that glass yeah. of water, and and their hands are there's literally like a prism. They talk about the prism and the mm-hmm. shimmer but there's literally a prism in the glass that makes their hands feel otherworldly and yet, and that never shows a clear connection between them. Mm -hmm. There's just so much in that little shot inherent there that I just, I just find it fantastic. It's incredibly clever. Um, It's just chock full of interpretation. Like you can make of that what you will. Um, but but I I thought that was incredibly uh brilliant. I love that little uh easy shot. There's nothing like technically amazing about it, but, but what a what a great idea to kind of show a couple of ideas and bring them together thematically in a shot. Really cool.
1: Yeah. And don't they reuse the glass distortion later? So the glass,
0: the glass is a common theme, right? This water, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, it keeps coming back up in a couple different ways. So yeah, I mean it's just it's a recurring idea for sure. Okay. Awesome. Motif mm, is what you might call it.
1: Yes. Very cool. <laughs> All right, Eric. Let's hear your yeah. unique award.
0: Well. My unique award goes to the oh shoot award, oh, oh. and that is when they watch the video oh, and, and see Kane cutting a flab of skin off the guy's stomach to reveal the moving worm, and wow. then grabbing the worm with oh, the hand. Oh, the worm
1: grab, dude!
0: I'm like, what? Oh, the it's heck? like they're playing I, with and it, and they all freak that's out. So
1: weird. Shoo. So
0: weird. Oh. So weird. Yeah. So hilarious. that was a oh shoot moment. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mine uh. is the uh, men would literally go into, uh, go on a suicide mission instead of going to therapy. Award, and that goes <laughs> <laughs> that goes the We're going on the mission. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I
0: love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Cool, man. Uh, well, that gets us into <laughs> our final thoughts and tiered rating. I'll go ahead and start. Okay. Um, I don't think like I last week with Rain of Fire, mm-hmm. I had this passionate plea about the <laughs> sincerity of Reign of Fire. Yeah. Here with Annihilation. Annihilation isn't the same way, right? It's it's a film that I enjoy thinking about. It's a film that I think is incredibly well made, and it's a film that I have no huge problems with. Um, for me that makes it actually it ends up in my lower godzilla tier actually um because it's a film that sticks with me and uh makes me think about it far beyond uh the film's end it it does have sort of that transcendent quality where it may not be as um in depth as a film, like I mentioned, uh, Tarkovsky's Stalker and and how it treats the shimmer. But it certainly presents a picture that is uh, closer to a 2018 version of Tarkovsky's Stalker, which I really appreciate. And and so I, I think this is in that upper tier for me, a film that I would recommend to most people but especially audiences that enjoy that unfolding of a mystery. Maybe fans of lost, <laughs> for Ooh. example, um, that, that want to see that unfolding. And so I, I'm glad to, to hear that you enjoyed this film for the most part, Alex. Um, I wasn't sure what you would think about it. Uh, if this might've been a little too um, pretentious for you, but, but I, I'm glad to see in a conversation that you found some some moments of enjoyment for sure. What about yeah, you?
1: I definitely I definitely did, and and this conversation has made the film even more interesting uh, for me, which is always a pleasant surprise whenever whenever we have that happen on the show. Um, I gotta say, despite my dislike of or not dislike but my apathy I guess mm-hmm. towards um, a lot of the characters um and dislike for lena <laughs> <laughs> um despite those uh, those elements and despite I think dragging a little bit um in the middle third mm-hmm. i think the film is so interesting and even even in that drag where it drags it is hitting some big moments really well. Um, you know, the cane reveal, the, the cutting of the stomach. Um, and then we get, you know the bear chasing that's that's following and tracking them. Uh, there's some excellent moments there, but it's the opening moments with Lena and Kane that are really interesting. And the final act. I think is really stellar and bizarre and raises even more questions about uh, what's going on with, like you said, uh, your, your favorite character, Dr. Ventress, what's going on in those final moments of hers, right? Where she almost becomes part of this like alien ship organism thing, right? Like, I don't, I, I don't know what's going on in those moments. And I think it, it is saying something, right, about that character. And that's probably another discussion we can have as we try to figure that out. The fates of these characters is a whole other discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think that that's very interesting in, in how they end up, uh, more so than the, I think even the characters themselves yeah. in a lot of ways. But because this... Film, I I came into this episode ready to give it a high gamma tier because of my other issues in the film. Mm-hmm. But I think because it is so interesting mm-hmm. and there is so much to say about it, I think I'm gonna give it a low Godzilla tier again. Nice. This is uh a, a really stellar film that I can't recommend to everybody, well, but I feel like a lot of people should see that yeah. have it yeah for sure yeah no i'm with you alex um
0: yeah go watch annihilation if you have it especially if you got to the end of this
1: episode and haven't seen it yet oh, man. go watch it just for the record spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> that means uh rain, rain of fire and annihilation are both <laughs> gets a little I tears for me it. i love it i, rain I love i love it same. so what's oh, next alex funny. what's our next film our next one is actually a movie that got a trailer, I guess, as of people listening, probably a week ago. It got its second movie. The sequel finally got its trailer. We're going to watch The Meg.
0: Oh, are we? Oh, man.
1: That's yeah, The up Meg next is week. next. Oh, my and,
0: gosh. Will The Meg lay an <laughs> and, egg? And The
1: Meg 2. Or... <laughs> oh, the setup. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no idea.
0: Uh, will the, the Meg lay an egg or will it s- scare me so bad I have a little dribble down my leg, Alex? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the Meg. I hope that it has a leg to stand on. Or, and I hope that Eric likes it so much that he fawns over it and jason statham <laughs> chatham <laughs> the <end. laughs>
0: hey we get one good rhyme every 100 episodes so it just wasn't our week it's all right yeah that's
1: right that's as right we, we'll bring it we'll bring it we'll we'll, we'll now next, next time, time. or yeah. the we'll, we'll 100 times later. yeah
0: next time's the one next time's one as <laughs> always Thank you for listening to Monsters vs. <laughs> Men. You can leave us feedback on this episode at mvmpod.com or email us at mvmpod at gmail.com. Become a bargain based by, at patreon.com forward slash mvmpod to receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a review or share always helps. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basir, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special so thanks to our wives, comma, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, which formed Sublock B, Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't
1: put your hands on that guy's worm
0: and try,
1: <laughs> to, try stay to stay alive. Hello. 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 Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. <laughs> I didn't even mean it that way until I tried to set it, and then I was like, oh, this is even better than I imagined. I think. I kind of making a fart sound when I said, "I think
0: so, Eric." I, I, why am I calling you Eric? I'm talking to myself.